Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is Thursday, no, Thursday, Thursday, December 22nd, and these are the five things that you need to know about the daily financial news. Let's first go to a housing bottom. Following my channel for any length of time, you know that I have been calling for a housing transaction crash. We are experiencing it now. It was confirmed yesterday. And we are, I believe, very close to what will ultimately be the bottom. Last month, or yesterday for last month, came in at 4.09 million sales, annualized sales for the month of November. I do believe that we will see slightly lower numbers going forward for December, January, quite possibly February, but they will be close to where we are now. So the the big crash that we talked about from 6.6 to sub 4 million is almost over. So what does that mean? What can you look at in your market, in your buy box? These are the kind of things that I think about when I say a housing bottom. First and foremost, it means that transactions have found their floor. If you are in a market that transactions are down 50%, you're really close to your floor. I do not believe they fall another 50%, for example. If you're in a market that's down 30%, congratulations, I think you found your floor. So again, I think a lot of the pain from this housing crash in transactions is nearly over. Hear me though. I am not not talking about a V-shaped recovery. No, I think we could be on this bottom, this plateau, this vista, this whatever you want to call it for quarters, if not a couple of years. So this is not March, April of 2020. This is not a V-shaped recovery in transactions. Also, we are finding the floor in home construction or housing construction, new construction. Again, builders will never go to zero. They have different ways of selling product, build for rent, all these others, right? So again, we are finding the floor. We have seen Lennar and Polte and all of um, the Toll Brothers cancel lots, get out of communities. You know, Anna Kelly got a 30% discount in a San Antonio market that they wanted out of. But once they're out of it, much like iBuyers who've turned into iSellers, that's it. You find your opportunity, you move forward. So again, the transaction and the construction bottom is nearly in. We are really close, in my opinion. As we saw yesterday, if you haven't checked out NAR, National Association of Realtors monthly report, I reviewed it yesterday with Matt at the mortgage guy. Should, you should really pick out a couple of things in their charts. One, cash buyers on a percentage basis went up. That's what you would expect, right? Rates go to the moon. People would find another way to purchase housing. They sell stock. They borrow from family, whatever it is. So cash buyers went up. Here is the big one. 
And if you've been following my performance with the two flips I have right now, you will see the method to my madness. I believe first-time home buyers could quite possibly go up by a record amount. Now, again, I am not talking in total number. I am talking percentage of the lower transaction. So, for example, maybe when we did six and a half million transactions, first time home buyers did 650,000 for easy math. That is 10%. Now we're going to do 4 million transactions. What happens if they do 800,000? Well, that will be 20% of the market. So, again, I am buying busted up fixer uppers that nobody else could buy. I'm spending 30, 40, 50, 60 grand on them. I will list them. They will likely sell to first time home buyers. And that is an awesome feeling. Nobody, no first time home buyer could buy the house I'm buying because it has to be cash. And again, if you want to go through my playlist, there's a playlist I think called Property Walkthroughs. You can watch those right there. I still believe the pain is top down luxury, pain. Move up buyers, pain. First time home buyers, it's okay. Not a lot of supply, all of that. A couple other things that will happen if I am right that the bottom is nearly in. Days on market will explode higher without inventory going up. Think about that. No more inventory. In fact, inventory may go down but days on market will go up. You will start seeing in many, many markets, we have four, we have five, we have six, we have seven, we have eight months of supply. But then you look at inventory and you go, damn it, inventory is below 2019 levels. It's because we have crushed supply and demand just like 1981. So again, those are the things that I think a market bottom will be. Again, I am not calling for an epic price crash. But as you will see in a minute, many people are. Pantheon, Panthe, I don't know what that is. Pantheno, macro, any, uh, a firm that has a bunch of PhDs in economics. They are saying that housing prices will fall 20% in one year. And oh, by the way, not since the peak of June, they are calling for a 20% crash in prices from today. So they're not taking the easy route. They're not saying, hey, give me the first 10% that is already there from the peak. They are saying, give me 20% from here. That's a bold call. Uh, again, they're, what they're saying is rising housing inventory will accelerate the 20% plunge in home prices. I, I don't agree. I don't know where the inventory is coming from. We'll get some people that have to sell because they're lost their jobs or they have to move. But where is this huge wave? Remember, everybody said that the forbearance, the 4.2 million, that was going to be it. And then this was going to be it. And then that was going to be it. Folks, the average folks who have a home today, their mortgage payment is equal to or less than rent. They will do everything they can to stay. Many of you, if you had to move, would keep your place and rent it out. So I don't see the wave of inventory, but hey, uh, I appreciate bold calls like that. This is one thing they said in their article that I disagree with, and I think they're wrong. 
Let me read it to you and see if what you think. The transaction crash means the supply of homes will increase. To which I say, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that. It does mean that days on market will increase. That is true. But does it really mean that supply will increase? No, it doesn't. As you have seen, I interview top 1% agents twice a week on this channel. And they are all telling me cancellations up, expires up, people take them off the market. People don't have to sell. Yes, you may see listings. In fact, one of our uh, agents, I think it was Omar this week, he looked at his inventory, which is down, I want to say to 1700 Oh, no, it was 1418, 1418. He told me that he thought 40 to 50% of those active listings were fake. What does that mean? It means that the seller has wish pricing. If they get their wish pricing, they will sell, but they won't take a penny less. Those listings, that half, if he is right, are going to be expired in two, three, four months. So no, I don't agree with them. It, no, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean a crash in transactions that inventory goes up. You guys are missing the point. All of you economists who don't know housing are missing the point. So again, I do not think that's true. It does mean days on market will go up. That I agree with. In fact, yesterday you saw days on market for the country go up 33%. Think about that. Days on market went up 33%. They went from 18 to 24. I believe they are going to 42, 47, 50. They are going higher, but we will get there. We will get there in the next six months. U.S. consumer, the U.S. consumer, specifically consumer confidence rebounded. Could we be seeing a floor in the U.S. consumer sentiment, consumer confidence? Inflation expectations are going down. More people are planning a vacation in the next six months than they did in the last survey. U.S. consumer confidence is at an eight-month high. As I've said endless amount of time, consumers drive the economy. If the consumers are, generally speaking, less scary, gas down, interest rates down, maybe the soft landing is out there. I don't know. But again, we have to watch the consumer because they drive the market. Lance Lambert, we should be speaking with him. Who is Lance? Lance is a fortune editor. And what we will be talking to today about at 10 o'clock is housing inventory. I want to ask you a question. This really does go to my point that a housing bottom is close. I want I want you to get out your or get ready to respond to this. I'm going to I'm going to see see how you guys do. Of the 400, so 400, largest metros in the country, so the 400 biggest cities with the most housing, how many have active inventory above 2019 levels? So think Phoenix, Arizona, for example. I'm sure Phoenix is one of the 400. Does Phoenix have more inventory today, November of, or the last month that was reported, November of 2022 versus November of 2019. So think about it. 
pre-pandemic, November 2019, today, November 2022, three years later, how many of the 400 largest metros have more inventory? Go ahead. Somebody respond. Let me know that you got the question, and we will see what you guys find. Just take a guess. If you're watching this on replay, hit pause. Put your number in. This is important. This is why a lot of people have the housing story wrong. Let's see. Ooh, 150. Good guess. I like it. Anybody else want to throw a guess out there? I'm looking at the screen. I can't actually see my screen from back here, but I can see it here. All right. Doesn't look like anybody else wants to guess. So here's the answer. The answer is 36. 36. Less than 10% of markets have inventory today above 2019 levels. And if you don't know about 2019, it was a buy, it was a seller's market. So think about that. How can we have this epic crash in prices if we don't have the inventory? Inventory drives the bus. So here are some other numbers. Compared to 2019, housing act active listings today is 34.3% below. So if we had 3 million listings last time, we have 2 million listings today. Think about that. That is crazy. That is wild. In fact, we are 61% below the peak of 2019, which was not November. It was June. So again, these are just things that you, when you understand the housing story and you start to tie together lots of different pieces, you realize that demand was crushed first, supply is crushed next, listings aren't going to happen, people are going to stay put. The average tenure used to be eight years, it's going to extend. Again, as I've said, the Fed broke housing. So let's close it. With the top 1%, actually the top 0.1%, the top 1%, and the top 10% of Americans. I want you to know right now that all of them got whacked. The Fed said pain was coming, and they were right. The top 10% of Americans, if you are in the top 10%, you have lost almost 6% of your wealth this year. If you are in the top 1%, you have lost 11% of your wealth. And if you are in the top 0.1%, you have lost 9% of your wealth this year. And just because the top 50%, hey, Kip, thank you for the note. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. The top, oh, I'm sorry, that's the top. The bottom 50%. The bottom 50 net worth went up. The bottom 50% net worth went up 18.1%. So again, how is it, how can this be possible? It's really simple. The top 10% own dis, disproportional amount of stocks. 
So when Jerome Powell in Jackson Hole said pain was coming, he was talking to the top 10% saying, I am going to take the stock market down. That's what we talked about way back when. It is now proven out. Again, the top 1% have lost 11% of their net worth. And the bottom 50 is actually up. Now, let's not get it twisted. Percentages can really play a game. If you were going to do an absolute number, the bottom 50 are up 11 grand. So it's not anything to write home about. But on a percentage basis, the bottom 50 is doing better than the top 1%, at least on a percentage of wealth earned or lost. So let's do a something we always do on this channel. Let's congratulate somebody for doing the work and getting a deal. Abby, congratulations for getting your next deal. You are number 16 of 1,000, folks. Yes, I am counting. When you get these cards, you will see a number in the lower left-hand corner. This is number 16 of 1,000. It is an original because I put a number on it, I guess. But anyways, we have these, and of course, we have the golden tickets. The golden tickets are when you get your first deal. When you get your first deal, you get one of these. And then when you get your second, your third, your fifth, your 17th, you will get a series of these. These are very important to me. These are my number one goals. I want to send out 100 of these and 1,000 of these. I want to get feedback from the audience that this, what I'm talking about is working. Realize that these mean deals got done. But I want you to hear me now. If you are doing the work, if you have a buy box, I want to congratulate you. If you look at your buy box every day, I want to congratulate you. If you are writing great offers and the seller is saying no, I want to congratulate you. In fact, writing your first great offer and getting the seller to say no is perhaps one of the biggest accomplishments of my career. When I could take somebody who hasn't done the work, educate them, show them the path, and then you write a great offer, and the seller says no, that is a win. That is a huge win. Getting past the mental block of writing a great offer is huge. So if you are doing that and you have yet to get your deal, keep going. The market is slowing down. I am ecstatic to be a buyer today. Being a buyer today is like a seller a year ago. I am, quote unquote, the prettiest girl at the dance, the most handsome guy at the dance. I have the pick of the litter. And yes, I am writing offers. I've got two deals done. I'm trying to get a third by the end of the year to prove all of this works. I'm going to keep going. Between January 1st and March 15th, I am going to be uber aggressive. So, folks, keep doing the work. Happy holidays. It is Thursday, the 22nd. Again, Abby, your card will go out in the mail. If you do get a deal done, your first deal or your next deal, reach out to me on Instagram. Send me a direct message. I will need your address. Just a hint. I will need your address. And also, when you get these, take a selfie. Tag me on Instagram. Let's share the goodness of one rental at a time. All right, everybody, take care. Bye.